You're listening to Seattle Wave Radio. Welcome to Northwest Prime, bringing Seattle to the world and the world to Seattle. I'm your host, Lori Ness, a soldier on the front line of the mainstream. You can listen to this and other shows at northwestprime.com and be sure to stay with Seattle Wave Radio 24-7-365 for more great music and interviews. We're starting a movement of kindness and we want you to join us. Let's get this show started. You know, we're really excited to have the multi-talented Dweezil Zappa with us today. It's absolutely an honor. He's extraordinarily talented. He's on a jam-packed and demanding tour around the United States, Canada, the U.K., you name it. He is packed with dates, and he's probably coming to a city near you. So thank you, Dweezil, for stopping by with us today and, and, and letting us talk to you for a few minutes. Sure. Thanks for having me. So you're in Canada right now, right? And then headed to Seattle. Yeah. Yeah, we're in Victoria, and then we'll be heading to Seattle and uh, going down the coastline through California and then heading across the country. Well, it, it's really amazing. I, I took a look at your tour schedule, and you have got to be one of the most hardworking musicians out there right now. I mean, you're really everywhere. Yeah, we've been a lot of places, um, typically doing about between 60 and 80 shows a year, sometimes more. Um, I think it was in the middle of the last tour that we reached the 500th show. So we've uh, been consistently playing uh, since 2006, um, a lot of different cities all over the world. Well, you... You are, as, as I'm sure most people know, the son of rock legend Frank Zappa. You're also one of your dad's biggest fans. You are really a big advocate for introducing and immersing people in your dad's music as well. Um, what kind of started that? A, a lot of musicians' children kind of go away from from their parents and go a different direction, but you really embraced your dad's music. I guess the best analogy would be that um, if you look at what an orchestra does, their responsibility is to carry forward the tradition of the composer. And my father really was a composer, not just a rock guitarist or rock musician. So a lot of people don't know that about his, his work. So um, what I decided to do was create a situation that would allow people of you know this current generation who never had a chance to see him play live see the music performed uh, in a way that's commensurate with the way that it had already been performed and, and released. Um, so essentially uh, it's the same as carrying forward that uh, tradition and I use that analogy because a lot of people say, oh, well, you know, why don't you modernize it? Why don't you do something? And, you know, if you're doing covers of it, why don't you change it and make it your own? I said, that's really not the point. You know, that's why I use that analogy of an orchestra. Because you don't have a rapper coming in, you know, during a Beethoven concert, and go, yeah, Beethoven, yeah, you know, because you don't need to do that to the music. Uh, the music does, you know, its own thing. And um, my 
father's music was very specifically written to be played a very specific way. And we um, endeavor to do that. Uh, but that's the other interesting thing about his music is that it's constructed in a way so that uh, some of it is very structured and then some of it has improvisational elements to it. And the improvisational elements do change uh, you know, from show to show, night after night. And so even if you were to see the same show, you wouldn't be seeing the same music because those improvisational things take a complete other direction every night. Yeah, you have some musical liberty there for interpretation as as an independent artist on that, I would imagine. Well, that's the the part where you get to dig your heels in and and use your improvisational abilities and use your own musical vocabulary. But even so, in my case, I try to play in a style that is reminiscent of my father's so that it's in context to the music. I don't want it to take a complete left turn when uh, when it comes to the, the solos. And sometimes it it will, and sometimes uh, it uh, it stays more in a um, you know place that has at least guideposts from his style of playing. Mm-hmm. Well, I've listened to quite a bit of your music, and you are, I mean, just an accomplished musician, professional all the way. How much do you practice? Uh, well, growing up, I practiced quite a bit. You know, that was all I did when I was uh, 12 years old. I was playing guitar eight or ten hours a day all the time. Um, these days, it's much harder to have that kind of uh, practice schedule because, you know, I have uh, my wife and kids and all that stuff. So when I'm at home and not on tour, I almost never even play the guitar at all. I mean, I could uh, go sometimes two or three months without even picking the guitar up. Um, but when it's time to be out on the road, I do have to uh, start playing quite a bit again. And I will you know, be playing two to five hours a day for practice, and then we'll have a, uh, a show that will be uh, at least a two-and-a-half-hour show. So it, it creeps up there somewhere between you know, four and seven hours of playing every day. That's, that's amazing. It seems like shows have gotten longer. Um... I don't know. I, I used to go to uh, concerts, and, and the musicians might be up there an hour, you know, maybe an hour, 15 or something. But now it, it seems like that the shows are going two, two and a half hours long, and the, and the music fans really getting a lot of bang for their buck when they go to concerts these days. Well, the thing about my dad's music is a lot of the compositions are long to begin with. You know, you might have an 11 or 12-minute song. So if you have, you know, two or three of those in a show – uh then obviously the show's going to be a little bit longer. <laughs> what what are the type of fans who are coming are are they a mixture of a, a new generation, a new breed of fans and then the old Zappa fans of your dad's? Uh it's a combination of all of that. Yeah, I mean in the beginning um it was more of the all male older than 60 years old kind of crowd. And then as we've been doing it, we've uh, seen a, uh, an increase in younger generation and there's more women, there's more um, college and high school kids. And, you know, one of the 
true testaments to this whole project is that um, in the band right now, there's a um, keyboard player um, who he just turned 26 not too long ago, but he's been in the band for three years now. And he was a very accomplished uh, player, but he had never heard of Frank's music before. He saw us play and became inspired to learn the music and auditioned for the band and made the band. But that right there is is really kind of the the reason to be playing, to to show that playing this music can inspire a new generation to to want to learn how to do this stuff and um, you know and it becomes uh, so important that uh, you know they they get a lot of inspiration out of it. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. And if if you are musical inclined or like to hear guitar riffs, or you know you really like music stripped down, I mean it's really a feast for the ears for any music lover to hear this kind of thing. And how do you carry that to the next generation? Is there another generation of Zappas behind you that that that'll keep the torch moving? Um, who knows? I mean, I think ultimately, like I just described, you know, with uh, Chris, the keyboardist in the band, you know, if there's kids that are coming to the shows and they're, they're hearing this music and becoming inspired to learn this music and also to be able to be the best they can be on their instrument, you know, it can be uh, a really good catalyst towards, you know, a new interest in you know, music for the sake of music. I mean, this, this music that we're playing is, is uh, it's much more akin to classical music. Like I said, you know, it's very um, complex and sophisticated rhythms and, and you have to really know a lot about uh, a lot of different styles of music and to be able to play in an authentic way. So, you know, the, the people that become interested in learning how to do this kind of stuff, um, it's it's a very difficult path to take, but it uh, it leads to some uh, groundbreaking kind of music, and uh, you know the younger audience members that get into this and then become inspired by it could go on to be doing some of the stuff that's really on the forefront of the you know the next generation of stuff because you know music is uh, I would say pretty stagnant uh, with as far as like pop music goes, but uh, you know, that's n- nothing new there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, you're, you're right. And, and a lot of people who are real true music lovers are searching for this type of thing. And we're always telling people, you know, it's out there and this is just another good example of, of that, of being able to find great music and interpretational music and, and, and music to strive to become a better musician. You put on this type of music, go to these type of shows, it makes you better every time. Um, you're coming to Seattle. You're going to be at the historic Neptune Theater. It's a it's a venue that musicians love. Have you played there before? We have. The last time we played in Seattle, we played at the, the Neptune. It, it seems to be a place that uh, musicians really love to go to perform, and I know that uh, fans like to go to the Neptune a lot, too, so everybody's really looking forward to this. You're coming at a really great time. You know, Seattle's going to the Super Bowl. Everybody's really positive and upbeat and in a party mood, so you couldn't have picked a better time, really, uh, for all of this to come together at the time that the Hawks are going to the Super Bowl as well. So I, I think you'll find a lively crowd. 
Well, it'll be fun. We've played in Seattle a lot. We even filmed a DVD um, that took place. Uh, at least half of the DVD comes from a show we did in Seattle. So it's uh, a place we do enjoy playing. Well, there's a lot of people who really have a musical knowledge in Seattle, and um, I, I think that people coming from different cities to Seattle are always amazed at, at, at kind of what a musical city Seattle is. A lot of times they don't think of that when they think of Seattle. But we really are a very musical city and, and really embrace the arts here. Um, people can find out more at your website. You have a very well laid out website. It really tells everything where Dweezil's beat are going to be, his music. It really lays out everything you've ever wanted to know. If you haven't been to that website, I encourage you to get there, which is dweezazappleworld.com. Absolutely a, a great, great um, source of information and it's so important these days that people use social media um, that the musicians use social media to get their word out and, and, and when we drive people to sites and, and they're not well built it's, it's kind of you know it, it messes everything up you know you, the, uh, the, um, the momentum kind of stops there but you actually have really great social media sites for your fans well, I appreciate it. We're actually going to be uh, improving that stuff uh, over the coming weeks with a, a new, even easier uh, laid-out design, so it will be um, uh, beneficial when people do get a chance to check it out. All right. Well, make sure that you um, out to one of Dweezil Zappa's concerts. If you love music at all, if you want to learn about music, you want to appreciate music, I mean, this is the place to go. And I mean, he's the real deal. I, I was so impressed with, with your ability. I, I, actually, I had kind of known you as an actor. Um, are, are you going to be getting into acting at all anymore? Um, I haven't. I haven't had a lot of time to deal with anything uh, outside of music for a while. Um, so who knows? Uh, maybe when the touring slows down, I'll, I'll shift and do something else. But uh, for the moment, it's uh, the music's keeping me very busy. Absolutely. All right. Well, we really appreciate you taking the time to stop by and talk with us today. Thanks very much. All right. All right. You have a, a great day, and we'll see you soon. All right. Appreciate it. Thanks. You're welcome. Bye-bye. All right. That was Tweezel Zappa. We appreciate him stopping by and talking with us. You can get more information at tweezelzappaworld.com, and I encourage you to get out and listen to some absolutely fantastic, great music. I'm going to play something for you of his right now. This is called um, Magic Fingers, and you'll get a little uh, sample of what he can do.
Well, that's our show. We would like to thank our listeners, our guests, and of course, our sponsor, Audible.com. We've included an easy one-click link to audible.com where you can just go and browse and check out and see if catching up on your reading is right for you through an audiobook. The first book is free. doesn't cost anything to check it out. Check it out. Get back with us. Let us know what you think. And be sure to also check out northwestprime.com for this interview and other great interviews that we've had with numerous celebrities and other entertainers in the past. Thanks and have a great day. Hello, this is Larry Russ, former keyboardist and vocalist for the classic rock band Iron Butterfly, and you are listening to Seattle Wave Radio.